and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Welcome. Tonight's show will be about my trip to Walt Disney World. Upcoming. Coming up in, upcoming in a few days because Mike thinks I cannot concentrate on anything else. I didn't time. say I thought that. I said that should be... Yeah, you did. I said that should be the angle that Greg's so excited he can't think about nothing. We can't do a serious show like the last one. So. Well, it doesn't seem like anybody got much out of our last semi-serious show with the kids and stuff, you know, oh, which gosh. I didn't expect to because you know everybody's got their own, you know, bizarre ways of taking care of the rugrats at yeah. the, the park. So, um, yeah. so I didn't expect any real useful information. But you know, half the time I've read the information in these guidebooks about what to do with kids, and they're so full of crap too. But you find out one of them. I was reading one of them and. The reviewers didn't even have. They don't to. have children. <laughs> like what the hell is that? <laughs> was there was there a Tony Danza movie like that where you know some dude was giving out freaking parenting advice and never had any kids? Well, it's like going to the Catholic Church and getting marriage counseling from a priest. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> or the nun? You know, so what the hell you know? Well, you know? Nuns are married to Jesus, right? They should know a little bit. <laughs> well. What are no wonder the the priests have so much problem? They're supposed supposedly married to the church too. Yeah. What's the church? Jesus, doofus. Yeah, I know. Oh, I probably just you know alienated a whole audience there. But my wife's Catholic, and I go to church with her, so you know, <laughs> get over it. All right. So anyway, the I suggested to Greg that we go through his plan, his rusty scupper plan, of what he's going to do on what day, and then when he gets back, we'll go through his trip, and see exactly how far off his plan he got. Okay. So, and for those of you who don't know, the Rusty Scupper is an Excel spreadsheet that's that you fill in all the little blanks and it calcu- helps you calculate, you know, make sure you use up your Disney dining plan and helps you store your reservation numbers for your dining reservations if you have them and it kind of helps you plan what day to go where because it, it'll list the extra magic hours for which parks and stuff like that. Which, by the way, have they updated it for? Or is um, it still wrong? Yes, there is a new version and it still has some oddities. What's funny is where I've been downloading it and then the guy, I emailed the guy because he says he updates it twice a year and I said, well, some of these things are the dining plan things are wrong. I said, I, I, it's like I don't want to complain but I'm trying to, to use it so I'm just kind of constructive criticism that it's not quite up to date. Excuse me, and he um, he said it was, and he told me where to find it, which was a different website than where I was finding it. So, well, you, I mean, the only way I, I find it by going to Google and typing in Rusty Scupper WDW planning, and yeah, but I you probably downloaded it from the same page I did, and so is it All Ears or Passport or somebody has a link? Uh, to no, it. All Ears is I think where yeah I first heard about it, and. Um, Anyways, you know, it's... Alright. So, Greg has his little spreadsheet in front of him. And how many days are you... How many days of a park hopper ticket did you get? I got a seven-day park hopper. So, you're there for six nights, right? That is correct. So, he's flying on the red eye. Arriving Always. in Orlando. You're taking the Magical Express. Yes? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So, you're not doing the... the Jeff from Houston, Meandering Mouse, or McClard this time around. Fuck. No. I'm, uh, <laughs> now, you know what's funny? The, the old lady and I were talking in the car driving back from 
you know, last minute trips to the mall for the little things you want to take with you, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I mentioned about the car thing that I only got the car, um, for one day. And we got it, well, covered here in the scupper. But the second day I'm there, the space shuttle's launching. So I thought, cool. I should go out there and see that. So I went online to see how much to get tickets and stuff. And 38 bucks a person. And I thought, I could do this. 38 bucks a person. You get, you know, you get your pass to go on everything that's in the Kennedy Space Center plus priority seating or whatever. Okay. But there's no guarantee that the shuttle launches that day. So. (laughs) I could be screwed if it doesn't go up that day and it doesn't go up for a week. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you get a refund. The problem is, you know, I'd probably take my chance and run out there. It's four, four o'clock launch, I think. Is because I'm sorry, I'm eating yeah. my cheesecake here. Because the um, launch is so close, they won't send the tickets. You got to pick them up a day ahead of time. Oh, so that's, well, that's the day I get there. Yeah, yeah. So I said, you know, I thought about getting a car. I'm, I'm paying like 140 bucks, 120 bucks plus tax. For a car for one day, and I know wow. Jeff's probably choking on himself right now. It's a Cadillac. I got the premium car for one day. I figure if I could drive up to St. Augustine, I might as well drive up in style Gosh. and comfort. Okay. Yeah, we're on vacation. Why not? Blow a few bucks. So I thought, well, I could switch it to a you know little economy you know death trap and <laughs> get it for a week for that probably. Yep. But you know, I mean, they got that new was it, was it a Chevy, a, a Vio, or a Vleo, or some. I mean, that's like one of the economy cars you can get from, from this place. You think of the like, Yaris? Yaris? Is that Toyota? The Yaris? Uh, I know, it's that little tiny, funny-looking thing. I don't think they had Toyotas in this one. I forget, I'm, I'm written right there on property. Again, for me, it's about convenience and stuff. I'm, anyways, I, I, yes, we're taking the um, Magical Express. And you're staying at the Grand Floridian. Correct. I mean, right now... According to Disney Time, I've got two days, 11 hours, 52 minutes, and zero seconds until I get on the airplane to leave. So. Say that again? Well, it's now two hours, 11 minutes, or two two days, 11 hours, 51 minutes, and 46 seconds mark. Okay. All right, so Magical Express, Grand Floridian, drop off your crap. Your carry-on, yeah, right? Because The carry-ons, know. because we won't have to worry about... Uh, anything else. So we'll put the carry-ons with the concierge, um, you know, take the cameras out, basically what we want to carry. And your f- and first stop is what? Well, our first stop, you know, if since we arrive at 6.03 or 6.15 in the morning, if something like that. If that plane is on time. If, if, if everything goes on time, and they move the flight up, it was a 6.45 flight, now it's a, or I mean, uh, was it 10.45, now it's a 10.30 flight. Huh. Okay. Or is it 1055? Now it's a 10. Anyways, it moved up. Let's just put it that way. So it puts us in just a hair after 6. So if everything's on time and we don't have to wait too long for a Magical Express to actually leave, uh, and when we were there last year on one of these, got right on the bus, had to wait for a few more people. 20 to, minutes or so, yeah. You know, yeah, maybe 20 minutes. It wasn't really too bad. You know, a little 20, 30-minute jaunt out to the park. Uh, so... If we're there and checked in, because the Pop Century really had, you know, we people have talked about Disneyland employees. I got one of those employees at the Pop Century check-in who thought she was doing me a favor that 
you know, the poor young pups wouldn't have understood my complicated reservation. <laughs> and if we were there for an hour, hour and a half, and she got the cards wrong two or three times and mixed up the names. And anyway, so I'm hoping that the Grand Floridian employs a slightly... Um, Upscale from that. Yeah, slightly better employee than that one. So anyways, if all goes well, we'll be eating breakfast at 8 or 9 over at the uh, Grand Concourse Steakhouse in the Contemporary. Okay. Which is a... Is it breakfast buffet? No. It's table service? No, no it's table service. It's in the con- Grand Concourse and you can yeah, watch it's right, Monorail. It's a steakhouse, but it's right next door to the the character breakfast. The sh- yeah, was that Chef Mickey or something yeah. like that? So yeah. yeah, it's right next to that. It's nice. We Vincent and I ate there when we were there at spring break last year. And, you know, that's... That's if things work out, because that is an extra AM magic hours for Disney Studios, which I actually don't know what time that is, because I don't have the times on here. Probably it's 8. Yeah, probably. But that is our first park on Saturday, August 26th, is um, Disney Studios. And we plan on eating at the ABC Commissary Counter for our first counter service meal on our Disney dining plan. So. And what time do you think you'll be dining having lunch? Well, One. I don't know. Do you guys I eat early actually, or do you guys eat late? I didn't lock us in at a time. The only, you know, oh. later in the day when I've got a um, reservation for the sci-fi dine-in do I have a time. And what time is that? 7 p.m. Okay, so you can actually eat... Actually, 7, 10 p.m. So you can eat, you can eat lunch as, almost as late as 1, 1.30, really. Yeah, yeah, I could do that. Okay. Well, you figure that on the priority seating... You got to be there about okay for seven ten. Be there by seven. You yeah. still may not get seat, seated till seven thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so. so now this time we only have four versus the six we had last time, which took a little while. You know, four is easier yeah, to sit than yep. six. Blah 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 blah. You know, all that kind of crap. Um, so di- all day Disney Studios on the twenty sixth is, is the plan. Yeah. Now, now that you said the date out loud, it just dawned on me that one year ago today we were there. Yes, we, this was. We are in the week that we were there yes. last time. Hurricane Katrina, you know, if <laughs> you're on the yet. Wayback Machine, is not, not quite not a hurricane yet. Because yep. um, I think I left on the 27th last. Well, it? today's Tuesday. We arrived that's that Saturday morning, like you did, or Sunday morning. Well, you you arrived a day later than us. Yeah. Didn't you? So you arrived Saturday morning. We arrived Sunday morning. Right. So today's Tuesday. So I think today was our Epcot day. Oh. Anyway, all right, so, all right, so all right. and the the last two trips we actually did dinosaur or dinosaur. Well, I don't know why I say that all the time. Animal Kingdom <laughs> as our first day, and I don't know why. Probably because Red Eye, we figured it was a half day park. Yep. And you know, I I don't you know us. We don't take the midday break, so we figured we could close the park, go back, refresh, and then we ate at Captain Jack's at Downtown Disney in the first night. But uh, this time we're gonna and there is no PM. Hour, so I figure the park will probably close by eight or nine that night, anyway. So that you know that works out. Okay. So in fact, once we're done eating, I would guess that the night's about over at Disney Studio. Anything on the must-see list? Uh, well, yes. Okay, you're everything. Say, you're say everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, here's here's my dilemma right now. You know, I played baseball in Atalanto two set. Well, let's see, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Yeah. 
I forgot to take my back brace with me. I've been now. I've never been to the Voodoo Chiropractor in my life. I've now been twice, going for a third time tomorrow, and probably the fourth time Friday before I leave. Go every day. I, I could barely go well, every other day. I could barely stand or get out of a chair and walk. And I'm bound to determined to ride these freaking rides. Did you know, the Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, all the things that say if you have a back problem, do not ride. <laughs> so I am taking my back brace with me. Uh, but, of course, you don't want to wear a back brace on a ride and have someone obviously see it, so I'll wear it under my shirt or something. So. Okay, quick tangent. Voodoo chiropractor. Darcy, never been to a chiropractor? Never. You know, I had back surgery 12 years ago, approximately. I've never been to a chiropractor. In fact, I was kind of turned off to him because some of the people that were advising me not to get surgery are kooks, you know. Well, they're kooks because they're not a doctor and they're tell- giving me medical advice. But their advice against it would be why, you know, I go to my chiropractor every other day and get an adjustment. And I'm like, that's exactly why I want to do the surgery. But I was also told that I was beyond chiropractic help at the time. Uh, but 12 years later, and I could lose a little weight, you know, it's, you know, strain on the back. Yep. I'm not obese by any means. Uh, no, but an extra 30, 40 little, pounds, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, up. I've already lost 20 off the middle. Uh, if I could lose another 20 off the middle, I'd be in much better shape. You know, I'm in the 230s. I'd like to be in the 210s. All right. Now, uh, did you have to pay the chiropractor out of your own pocket? Nope. 10 buck copay for the insurance. So. And he's letting, and the insurance is letting you go every other day? Well, up to, uh, there's up to like 10 visits or something like that. Oh, okay. Depending, depending on the severity of the pain, they might be able to draw it out longer. <laughs> okay, now, so when you went in, did the chiropractor take x-rays? No. No x-rays? No x-rays. Just a uh, question Just and answer session? Try question to figure and out answer you, feeling you out, basically. <laughs> I mean, you could see by my posture, and I told them where my back surgery was and what area, what size the disc protrusion was. I mean, I still have all that useless information in my head. Uh, Family history, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it it was pretty obvious where my problem is. Actually, he's connected it to partly to the neck, so he says. And it is getting increasingly better. So that's the good news. Yeah, uh, because I did the voodoo chiropractor two, three summers ago. Um, My back hurt every day from the middle back to lower back. And... um, just you know, someone finally talked me in it, so I go. They took X-rays. They put me on this payment plan for three months. Uh, paid them a total of four hundred bucks. Wow! And for four hundred bucks, I got to go every day. I went every day at lunch for three months straight, which you know, a lot cheaper than twenty-five bucks a visit, right? And well, if you're going that much, yeah. And after ninety days, you know, my my four hundred bucks worth of chiropractic visits were up. I didn't renew, and I'm actually been, you know, been doing pretty good. <laughs> and all they do is stick you on that thing and crack your back, and off you go. You're there for five minutes. Yeah, they're not there very long. He's uh, done a few different things. It's weird. That's why I say I can see why people think chiropractors are kooks and um, voodoo doctors. When I went to my high school reunion a few years ago, uh, I met a kid, you know, one of the Weisses. Um, uh-huh. And the oldest one is a chiropractor, so, you know, I, I trust him, I know him, I've known him, you know, since high school, haven't talked to him much since, so I'm asking, oh, so you're a chiropractor, so you're like a voodoo doctor, I mean, what's your, you know, what's, what really training, well, I mean, well, why, why do people think you guys are full of crap, and what do you do, and so, he explained a lot to me, which made me feel a little better about him, but yeah, they, you know, they laid you down on this table, 
that uh, you know he holds part of your different parts of your back and you know like takes you from the midsection and flops you up and down a bunch of times. Gives you away, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know he did this test where you know he's got you laying on the back, push forward, pull back, and he's like playing with your feet, moving them around. Because I'm kind of twisted, one leg yeah. is almost like shorter than the other. Yeah, they can so see that's really kind of yeah, trippy. Yeah. yeah, though it really isn't. And then um, <laughs> he um, did this thing where, because he thinks it's in the neck, and he's got this thing, this like metal thing that drops and hits your vertebrae eight times. Bam, 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 bam. It doesn't hurt. No. But you know it's this metal thing. You can hear it sliding up and down just going bam, bam, bam. You're like, yeah. oh. So he did that, and then this last time, you know, put your arms across, you know, across your chest, and he's like leaning down at me. And if I didn't know that this was <laughs> supposedly a legit thing, I would have been, whoa, whoa, this is not Brokeback Mountain here. So you're you laying know? on your back then? You weren't laying, laying on, on my back. Okay. And he's like practically crushed me, and you can hear things pop, you know, and like, oh, okay. Then he's like, okay, twist over a little bit. And he like cracked it again. Uh, so now this time he says he's going to do some like neuro release. Because I'm, ever since back surgery, even though I was. 100% better than I was because I almost couldn't walk at times. Um, I'm always in some kind of pain. And I told him that because I actually finally asked. I said, you know what? I know a lot of people who've had the same back surgery and I as, as I have. I've seen them have the same mobility as I have. And they've got one of those handicap placards. I said, I'm not asking for one, but there's like three or four times a year where I could really use one. But, you know, most of the time, no. He says, yeah, no, you're not not spot. I'll make you feel better. He says, are you in pain every day? I said, yeah, I'm in some sort of discomfort yeah, yeah. every day. I mean, I'm missing half of, you know, a disc in the 4 or 5 area. I'm missing some bone that they carved away. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think i in some pain. I, I'm not going to be running people over in an ECV. In fact, I joked around with Karen. I said, I, you know, she's like, oh, you're not going to be able to ride anything. I said, I I will get around those parks in an ECV if I have to. <laughs> and my, my daughter said, cool, we can go to the front of the line. I said, BS, <laughs> no, I'll no, park the thing and hobble <laughs> through line. There's no way I'm going to the back door. Um, so luckily I feel good enough I don't believe I'll be in an ECV. Though I probably will carry less equipment with me. Last time yeah, I had my good camera idea. backpack and you know all my lenses, I will mostly probably carry the new video camera. and They've got their small digital cameras. Though I'm taking my big digital with me. I may not carry it every day. Try to keep the the weight off my sh- my shoulders and back. But I did buy a holster uh, pack for my camera, though I've got to take my uh, extra battery grip off because it's so big that it doesn't fit in these little holster ones. Uh, but anyways, that's that's my little low yeah, story for I'm chiropractic. A, I'm, here. A, I'm a quasi chiropractor convert now. I mean, I've been back and it's just amazing how. They crack your bones once a day, four days a week, and a couple months later you forget, you know, hey, my back doesn't hurt anymore. Well, there's a few people still at this present job that, you know, they're, you know, once or twice a week. And these chiropractors seem to be fairly open. They go, hey, Johnny, uh, I'm really feeling stiff. Can I come down? Oh, yeah, run on down. We'll squeeze you in. You know, yeah. go down there and I say a few minutes and I said something to this one guy who sits next to me. Oh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the Thompson 8000 chair. You know, that, or the machine or whatever, yeah. this thing that they got. And this guy knows what, Low. you know, what model of this stupid, you know, thing that they're they're banging you with. The thing I want to get into, they got massage therapy in there, too. And I'm like, hey, now that sounds good. Oh, yeah. But they're <laughs> not gentle, I guarantee it. Oh, no. I remember when I had, um, when I had physical therapy after back surgery. Uh, actually, the girls tore you up more than the guys. I was, you know, 
the guy gave you a good massage, but the girl ripped you up. But uh, and then he was telling me I was using heat. He's like, well, can't do anything about that. You need to be on ice. He says you're not sitting in a jacuzzi or anything, are you? I said no, because I guess it was inflamed too. He said he wanted to use ice to get the uh, inflammation in, down. Yeah, and then use heat later, I guess. So, but I went out and bought a new de- chair for my desk, uh, which is helping a little bit. I got those little, you know, kind of semi vibrating sort of massage chairs you get at Staples. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so you're going to ride everything at Disney Studios. But yeah, well, you don't, you the, don't kids have the kids want to go off on their own. So okay. uh, Karen and I are kind of excited about that. We'll be able to you know, move a little slower, check the shops out, do all that kind of stuff we want to do. You know, if Disney MGM didn't have what I consider a lot to kind of just look at and roll around some shows, it could easily be a half-day park. Yep. In fact, yep. I would imagine when you first went, when it had not been open very long, when there was no Tarot Terror, there was no Rock and Roller Coaster, it was probably a half-day park. The backlot tour was a little bit longer. Okay, so what, an extra 10 minutes? No, no. We, 20 you minutes? Went, you went through sound, sound stages? Okay, yeah, okay, fine. But how much longer did that take? It's not I a universal two-hour... No, no. You know, well, even the universal one's hour. not as good as it used to be. No, but that's... We should go to Universal and try to talk about that place sometime. Yeah, why not? We can expand our horizons. Earl does a pretty good job showing off some other things in yeah. Florida. We could grab a few right, sound so bits here and there. But anyway, so you're gonna see so that's day one. So nothing. All right. So it's everything. No, I mean no. we want to. We pretty much. Well, okay. We're not gonna go to Playhouse Disney. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I absolutely not gonna go to Playhouse <laughs> Disney. Now, Karen liked the little aerial underwater yeah, yeah, the show thing, so we might do that again. I'll spend some time in One Man's Dream or whatever you know that's called. Okay. We never actually in the last two trips I went, we never got in the animation thing. Now here it's you know a third of what it used Shell to be. Shell of its former really self, had, yeah. You know animators, but we'll do that. Um, we're eating at different places other than Sci-Fi Dining than we've eaten before. She doesn't like the Muppets though, because we're there. We'll probably go ahead and do it anyways. Uh, I'll see Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, because I like, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen it twice. And Lights, well, butter, why action. Not? What the hell? Yeah, now that's the one we did not see last time that we'll go see again. Will we ride the tram? Nah. Oh, I don't know. Probably. Why not? Like I say, we're going to be there all day. We have plenty of time. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. And the crowds will be low. Um, okay. the, the wife will want to shop a lot. So. so that's day one. All right. So, day two. Day two. No magic morning or... Extra magic hours. Old Disney talk. That's what we used to call it, magic morning. Um, Yeah, no extra magic hours in the morning, though PM is the Magic Kingdom. But our plan is Magic Kingdom all day and downtown Disney Marketplace in the evening. Okay. So, again, uh, see... Table services that day. We have no, no, um, no counters. No counters in the Magic Kingdom. No, we we figured we've already done uh, the castle, which it's more about the ambiance than the food. The food, correct, was, correct. The food was adequate, um, maybe a little bit above adequate, but it was nothing to say. Oh my God, we got to eat there again. There's no choice. In the well, character dining. There's no choice. We didn't go to character dining last time, but I, I, okay. that was in the morning and afternoon. It was I think we went breakfast to and lunch. Well, when we went last year, lunch was a character dining, and there's no choice. Yeah, we you did the down. early dinner. Oh no, we had choices and stuff. It's and it's a very 
cool place. If yeah. no one, I mean, just to go in the waiting room down below, and, uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd almost go do it again just because of what it looks like. But we're skipping now. No, we were. We thought about doing the Liberty Tree Tavern. That's uh, but you'll fi- you'll find out later why we didn't do it because we're eating some, um, you know, double double meals on on something. So, you know, what I tentatively put down was, you know, pirates a l whatever pirata el perico yeah the pirate the parrot one. yeah uh huh yeah and if it's open I mean it's I I think that's a seasonal one but so it might not be open it was open last I, year I could be wrong. Okay, okay, but that's your counter. Um, that's a counter, and we're looking at maybe Cosmic Rays, Starlight Cafe counters, another oh. counter. Okay, you're not going to do the Tomorrowland Terrace Cafe that they've worked together for the dining plan. Have you heard? Have you heard of that? I guess they, not. No, they closed the Noodle Station counter service, and it's now it's now a buffet table service location. Because they're just slammed with all the people on there f- that are there on the free dining program. Really? Yeah, it's got the Tomorrowland Terrace has tablecloths and plates, and it's a buffet with wait you staff know, bringing you your beverage. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm gonna turn to my passporter, which is right here. Also, get over to my map of the good old Magic Kingdom because I, you know, this. So, being so used to Disneyland and a Disneyland local, I always found the Tomorrowland Terrace at the Magic Kingdom to be sorely out of place. You know, for us, of course, Tomorrowland Terrace, which is now Club Buzz, was well inside Tomorrowland. Correct. And this one seemed more like a kind of like a plaza pavilion. Walt Disney World, you mean? Yes, because it's not really... It's not inside Tomorrowland. It's not, no, it's definitely not inside Tomorrowland. And when it became the noodle station, to me, again, I'm not, nothing against Asian food. I, I like Asian food. It just, I don't know, noodle station seemed like it belonged in maybe, I don't know, Adventureland? I don't know, it just seemed an odd place. But uh, what is now Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe, though, with that stupid puppet show that looks like Chuck E. Cheese... Oh, the, um, the sunny cliffs. <laughs> which used to be, you know, a stage act similar to what goes on in Tomorrowland Terrace at Disneyland, where you'd have a, a band, you know, a, a rock band or a Kids of the Kingdom band Discovery, or something yeah. come up and play in there. And I always thought it was kind of different and interesting that that was inside versus outside, but I understand because of the weather, that's why it's like that. But what did that thing used to be called is what I was getting to I was going to go pull out my old guidebook from 1982 and see what that... Because I don't remember what that was called. And I don't even know if that will show up. You know, where's the stupid book? No, that's the newer one. All right, so you said no no counter service, but you really meant no table service for your, your Magic Oh, I'll say sorry. Yeah, no no table service. We're doing all counter. Uh, now, what the other one? The Plaza Restaurant. See, that's one... That I think most people pass that don't even realize it's there. Because you walk right by it on the way to Tomorrowland. Yeah, you see the ice cream shop right in the corner. And to have Tomorrowland Terrace and the Plaza Restaurant so close together, I always thought the Tomorrowland Terrace should be should have been the Plaza Restaurant. I mean, to me, you know, comparing to Disneyland, that's mm-hmm. what I would have collated the two. Um, 
just going to see. I bet it's not even in here because it doesn't really list individual stuff like that. I have to find. I know somewhere I've got locked away old, the old little daily guides and stuff with the maps that they're they're packed away somewhere. Ah, so what? No, never going to figure that one out. I'm all sure right. someone will tell me what a dumb shit I am on the DPN and, and correct me and all this crap. But that's that's my personal take on. On that. So All right. So you're going to Downtown Disney for something in particular, or just no, just to you know, again, so the wife can spend all my hard-earned money for the the year. <laughs> hard-earned money. Okay. And but are you are you now are you now disparaging my my work and how hard no. I work to make my money? No. All right. It sure sounded like I that. wouldn't think of doing anything like that. Of course not. I'll disparage your government job. Uh, go ahead. I'm I'm in the private sector. So, expect results. So, as soon as you <laughs> just remember, if you move into my county, you <laughs> you know what? I'm never going to move into your freaking county. All right. So day three. Day three. Let's see. Oh wait, 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 wait. Back up. Anything? Oh, yeah. Anything on the must see? Oh, you know. Don't again, say I'd everything. Say, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I want to see Pirates Light and how they incorporated the the uh, new changes with Jack Sparrow. In fact, can we tangent? I know we don't do that very often in this show. Sure, why not? Um, I was talking to Richard the other night, and Richard called me. I was going around Petco buying crap, and um, he thought he had a scoop for us. Okay. The scoop was a letter from the new Disneyland president. I mean, it really was covering the year of a thousand million dream, million you know, churros, yeah, million, uh-huh. yeah, and listing all the fun and exciting things that were going to be happening in the year. And basically, it was a list of <laughs> new Pixar attractions everywhere. You know, Nemo will come to Disneyland with the submarines in 2007. Nemo should be opening at. The Living Seas. Um, it seemed like almost everything he listed was Nemo. And every, oh, the Nemo, the new Nemo show in the old Tarzan rocks yeah. and Animal Kingdom. I, I think we should call it the year at Nemo. Uh, so that that movie is what four years old by now? Nemo. Uh, no. Three years. Three years old. Three years, right? Two thousand three. Okay. Uh, so it's a year of a million Nemos. I don't know. Uh, so and there was one. It seemed like there was something else too. But anyways, I'm like. Heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it, heard it. No big deal. Okay, no scoop here. But he... We got off on some tangents, and he made a comparison. He says, I don't get why people don't like all the uh, Pixar attractions. And he agreed with me that you know a lot of my complaint is not necessarily the, the attractions. It's where they're located. In fact, he's told me by talking to some Imagineers that they're considering... Seriously, redrawing the Tomorrowland Fantasyland line so that the submarines are now included in Fantasyland and not really? in Tomorrowland. I said, "Well, what do you do about the Tomorrowland monorail station?" Well, then you start talking about air rights and you know. Oh gosh, okay. Be creative, but regardless, that's that's hearsay and rumor. Um, he made an interesting collation. I'm sure Ernest out there will probably correct me on all this, but I'll I'll give it my best shot. Pixar is an independent studio, correct? Yes. Okay. Disney, the studio, wanted films made, and they, let's say, subcontracted Pixar, the studio. 
or Pixar, the studio, came to Disney and they needed money to back the films to have them made. Okay. So there's, there's a relationship of the studio, which it seems to be the way things work these days. Very few studios actually make films anymore. It's all independent production people or production companies. Um, so Lasseter and the gang create, you know, Nemo, Toy Story. Uh, according to Richard, have Disney has a fair amount of involvement in the development of the movies and the characters, which is where I was arguing with him a little bit or discussing heavily with him that I wasn't so sure how involved Disney was in the character development. I don't think they're involved much at all. Because I read a, an article with Lasseter where uh, some new punk from the studio had come up to meet him and on Toy Story and says, okay, now when do they start singing and dancing? Because <laughs> typically in a lot of Disney features, animated features, the characters seem to break out into song over something. You know? Yes. And they said, no, 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 music is going to be very prominent. There's there's some key uh, songs in this movie, but it would just be out of character for the characters to do that. And then the next time they had a meeting with somebody, it was a different kid from the studio, and everything went a little more hunky-dory. So it made me think that, yes, there were production meetings, and Disney, I'm sure, wanted to see what they were getting for their money, but that was about it. They're, you know, Pixar sold them on the concept of what the upcoming movie or the next movie, but as far as character development was pretty light. My guess. Don't really know. That's my, my observation what I think may have happened. I would agree with that assessment. Okay, so he says to me, um, no one seems to have a problem with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And I say, well, you know, what do you mean by that? Go on further. He says, well, they're not Disney movies. They're not Disney characters. Say, well, again, you know, go further. You know, uh, please well, tell, do tell. They are now. <laughs> well, okay, th- okay. Again, <laughs> why are people freaking out when uh, the non-Disney characters were added to the Pirates of the Caribbean? And you know, there was some skeptics out there who thought it might not go over very well. I mean, there, you know, we saw all that on the, the online forums. But what he's saying is, it's a Jerry. Bruckheimer production, so Jerry Bruckheimer, Pixar, same kind of relationship to Disney. Yes. Disney's not making the film. Jerry Bruckheimer's making the film. Okay. He based it off of the Walt Disney attraction, but the character of Jack Sparrow, uh, Elizabeth Swan, etc., 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 are not Disney characters. They never appeared in the attraction, so they were wholly created by the Bruckheimer team, not Disney's team. Okay. Now, I said, well, well, wait, wait, wait. I said, um, Davy Jones has always been a part of the Pirates of the Caribbean because there's always references yeah, to Davy no Jones' locker. Yeah, no evil, evil curses. Okay, yeah. he says, okay, that's fine, but the characterization of that character, what the character looks like, who he is, is a Bruckheimer creation. And then he made an analogy to Tarzan. He says, look, Tarzan's not our character. It's, you know, I don't even remember. Edgar Rice Burroughs, yeah. Thank you. And I said, true, but what you see in the park is Disney's version of Tarzan, just like Pooh is not the original Pooh. Correct. It's a Disney Pooh and the Snow White. In fact, I I could be wrong. We're going to really go out in the stretch. Wasn't the original Snow White series, the dwarves were minor if almost non-existent in oh. the real 
story. I wouldn't know. I you know I don't know the the real story of Snow White that well. But I, I think someone's going to chime in and tell me correctly on the DPN. But I, for some reason, I won. I thought I heard or read somewhere, and, and I'm stretching here to try to remember this that the dwarves in the in the book have a very minor, minor, minor role, and they're very pivotal. 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 You know I mean. Yeah. Thank you. In in the Disney feature. But regardless, I mean, Disney changes every one of their cartoons almost. I mean, in Little Mermaid, she dies. In Disney's version, she lives. And she goes on to have her own cartoon series. Happily ever after, yeah. You know, sequels and blah, blah, blah. So Cinderella, I saw the Russian version of the Cinderella with Baryshnikov in the ballet, which I was drugged to before anybody starts (laughs) trying to get my man card. Uh, I was under protest, but I was dating somebody, and it, it worked out in the long run. Uh, so <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so anyways, that's my that's my get my my comparison is he's saying I don't get it why why everybody's upset with Pixar yet things like the Jerry Bruckheimer production nobody seems to have a problem with. I don't think I was upset with. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this lots of times already um, on you know in shows that it's less about Pixar and, and more about them destroying something that was better to put in something cheesy. Well, I don't I don't think they've always destroyed something better. In fact, in one case for we know for sure that they they made it better and in some cases there are brand new attractions that didn't replace anything else. It just seems like where's the ado to all the fine Disney animation, which is my big problem. You know, where's Beauty and the Beast? Where's Little Mermaid? Yeah. Where's well, like, where's Aladdin? You know, just go on down the, the list of you know, uh, Lion King. You know, yes, they've got parades, they've got shows, but you know, other than the flying carpet, you know, what true attraction other than at Disney Season Tokyo is there of some of the more recent? And no. now they're not recent. I'm thinking, geez, you know how old Mermaid is? I mean, 1989. You know, you know time passes. But anyways, a, a fun little analogy and a little argument uh, that we had on the phone. I understand his. Um, his point, but the difference would be count up how many Pixar attractions there are. It's like we did the Pixar versus uh, Lucasfilm. You've got one Jerry Bruckheimer in the park <laughs> that I can really pick out that you know it's an enhanced attraction with Jerry Bruckheimer uh, stuff. But yet, do you see anywhere on the parts of the Caribbean that says anything to do with Jerry Bruckheimer? Yet every Pixar attraction has the see. This was the, my other argument to Richard. All the Pixar attractions has. Like a Disney Pixar film, yeah, Circle C Pixar, you know, copyright little label right. on it. Yeah. Now Lucasfilm has his label on their stuff. So, but what what Richard his bottom line was because of the relationship with um, what Pixar's relationship with Disney that Pixar or that Disney owns the characters because they are the ones that put the money that up. That was part of the contract. Yeah, and the production Pixar is simply a production team putting together something for them not unlike overseas Disney animation which was a hired hand of, you know, sweathouse animators putting together daytime cartoons. Same kind of thing. So, I understand his point, but anyway, so back to my trip. <laughs> okay. So we're, we we ended up shopping downtown Disney counter service. Uh, I asked you what the must sees were, and so you said pirates. Oh, light. you know pirates, uh, pirates like definitely mansion. I don't think the Liberty Steamship will be back open. I'm hoping the water is in the river because there was rumors that it may 
being drained, but I haven't heard anybody on the DPN say anything about the water being drained. We didn't get over to Tom Sawyer's Island the last couple of times we were there, and I haven't seen it since 86, so I'd like to go over there and kind of get updated on uh, on the island. Uh, you know, I, I'll go see under new management, though I hate, hate it and raped it in my last mm-hmm. uh, uh, Imagining My Way podcast. It, you know, I... I'm the kind of guy, like when I went in 82 with my best friend, we rode Carousel. We rode Dumbo. If we could get on it, we didn't have to wait a long time. If we could do it all, we did it. You know, it, even when an attraction's bad, I'll go on it because, okay, do I ride Pirates the 12th time or do I walk the treehouse and go on Pirates only 11 times? You know, it's that kind of thing. Hey, I might as well do it all while I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, uh, you know, are there things I absolutely will not miss? Sure. Pirates, Mansion, Splash, Thunder, Space Mountain. Uh, those are absolutely... Uh, I'm not going to miss the train. All the other stuff is just uh, icing on the cake. Okay. You're shopping down Thunder. All right, so the next day, then what? Let's see. Oh, where are you eating breakfast, by the way? Are you eating breakfast? Oh, we're not really breakfast people. Snacking, you know, coffee, and a freaking Danish. Yeah. Well, we were at Pop Century. We would pop into... Uh, or, the old, or the old power breakfast we used to have, soda and uh, a donut. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> now, when we were at Pop Century, we'd, we'd run... You know, like, well, the kids were still getting ready. We'd run down to the food court, grab, like, a banana. She'd maybe get some coffee. We might have some cereal or bring some cereal back to the room for the kids. Okay. Um, and so we're not big breakfast people. The only reason we might do it on the first day is just just got off the red eye. You need something. Just a little side note on airplanes. Uh, the MiceCast recommendation, no soda on the airplane, only water, because otherwise you have a large chance, or a good chance of being dehydrated. Yeah. Um, something to do with the recirculating air and all that kind of crap. I don't know. It's drier and snot. Something like that. Nah. I've never had a problem, but the people who have recommended that to me, because I do drink a lot of soda, um, tend to be prone to every ache and ill. And you know, see, their their aches are always worse than yours, or their their pros are always better than yours. And some yeah, those kind like, of people. Yeah. yeah, they've done a yeah, better, what, better, faster, stronger than yeah, you. Yeah. We, we were just talking about one of them. But yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so the third day, Monday, August twenty eighth, two thousand six, the AM. Extra Magic Hours is Animal Kingdom and PM is Disney Studio. So we are AMing Animal at King. the Animal Kingdom. And of course, there is not a table service to be found at Animal Kingdom currently, unless you uh, go right outside to the uh, Rainforest. No. The, the, in the dinosaur place, there's a character breakfast that's considered a table service. Is that new? It's called Donald's Breakfast Osaurus. Well, we don't do breakfast. Uh, I'm just telling you. Well, of course. I thought there were no table service. I thought I Tusker House is turning into table services. Too, is it? Well. Okay. Uh, I might be I confused. Somebody, they're adding table service. I know they're adding table no, service. No, no, I know that because when I read that, that was supposed to be like the new thing. Anyways, it doesn't so, really matter right. if we're right or wrong in this. I'm not going to use table service anyways. We're probably going to do the Flame Tree Barbecue Counter. Lunch. And Discovery Island for lunch, yes. I've even got down here what snack carts, but yeah, I mean, that's just a shot in the dark, because <laughs> most likely we'll, for our snack, use use it for water every day, because you can yeah, never have enough water. Yeah, especially in that time of day, yeah. I yeah. mean, time of year. Right. Though I put down, just to fill holes, I put, like, I can't even say the 
Anna Dupier ice cream. Anna, du- yeah, I know what you, yeah. yeah, whatever, yeah, in Asia. And we're going back over to, um, because I know the Animal Kingdom usually closes by 5 if it's not, I think 5 o'clock if it doesn't have the late hours. We're going to go back to studios at, in the evening because it's an extra magic hours. And we're going to eat at Mama's Rose, Mama Rosa's restaurant. Uh, for Ma- Melrose, Mama Melrose, yeah. Okay. Mom, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, Mama Melrose is our. I couldn't get. They had already sold out of the combo dinner and Fantasmic seating because we probably we've never seen Fantasmic there, and I know the one at Disneyland is far superior. Are you going to try to see it? But we're going to try to see it, so I have a comparison. Yeah. Everything I've been told about it is ours is much better. Jeff's probably probably shouting at the at the speakers right now. No, saying, I think. Oh. No, I think he mentioned things you know, like you can't beat the real Mark Twain and the Columbia doing their things versus the cardboard cutout thing they've got for the steamship. Be interesting to see. At least that's what I've been told about the show. They now they they have some different villains, I believe, and I think Scar. If I've seen the little kind of uh, cartoon of the advertisement, I, I thought Scar was in their villain list over there. But you know, it'd be a nice comparison because I argued. You know, but amongst cast members when I was there when they were uh, building Fantasmic, that it should have been on the backside in a stadium where you could actually seat people rather than trying to cram people in a standing position around the Rivers of America and jam up all yeah. the traffic and stuff. Uh, though they did a fairly good job and they're not too bad at moving traffic through there, it's, you know. Well, they've it, had 10 years to figure it out. Or yeah. longer. Well, 92? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I, I still worked there when that was going on. So. All right. Okay, so that's that's the plan. And again, Animal Kingdom, any must-sees must uh, and don't say everything. <laughs> see, I'm kind of like, yeah, i got to see. I want to you know, try okay, to see I, everything. Let me, i got to rephrase the question Well, I then. take that back because we probably will not go to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Because Rafiki can just go stuff it, as far as I'm concerned. Um, my son, my son, and I went out there. At you don't take break. the train; it's the train out to BFE, right? You know what? The train was kind of cool. Had that old kind of like you know English uh, out in Africa looking type train. Uh, my son and I went out there. We were like, oh, this is like a place you take kids on a field trip to. You know, it just very you know. Too educational? Not Epcot education? Yeah. Not edutainment like Epcot? But no, you know what it reminded me of? Going to like the zoo or the animal park, you know, San Diego Wild Animal Park, where you, you know, it's almost like lab work stuff with a petting zoo next to it. It just, it just didn't do anything for me. This park is, other than some of the attractions, even my wife's like, you know, I'm not a big petting zoo, you know, look at animals and cages type of person. So we'll probably skip the Rafiki Planet Watch. Now, what we did not—I have never done it. I guess I just didn't notice it because you know we were disappointed with the Cali River Rapids the first time because it broke down on us and we never got on it. And the second time I went last year, we got on it, but just you know walking the trail, we we missed the Maharaja or whatever the jungle trek back there and I think that's where the big bats are and huh. uh, the uh, Avery and all that we we missed it I'm not sure how we walked past that I didn't have my my trusty uh, guide map uh, passporter with me I guess I just didn't pull it out um, so we'll probably try to watch that uh, yeah very funny oh uh, 
Oh, excuse me while I whip it out. <laughs> so, uh, Flights of Wonder, we did not see that last time, and uh, I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, the Barker, you know, Disney was never supposed to have Barkers, right? Nobody, uh, you know, like Midway Games trying Come to... Come on over, you to, try your luck, yeah. yeah. But there was a guy trying to, you know, either Flights of Wonder really sucks, or they can't get anybody to go in it. Uh, though I've heard it's not too bad. The guys out there saying, you know, they're real. They're not animatronic like over there at the Magic Kingdom. This is a really good show. And kind of making fun of Tiki Room and all that. So, I, you know, why not? We're probably going to have time. Might as well check that out. Definitely, of course, have to see Everest. That's an absolute have to see. We love the Kilimanjaro Safari. Though it's a bit of a bouncy ride. We do like... Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the safari. Their, that's well, that's their signature attraction there. Yeah, sure, it is. Well, you know, how many times as I've seen it stuff to be a bug here at DCA? We'll still probably do it there because let's see, if we stuck to things like Everest and safaris, we got a lot of you know we got a lot of time to kill, so we might as well do it's tough to be a bug. Uh, we'll do Dino Land and Dinosaur and. Actually, I kind of like the Primeval World. It's not a very long ride, but you know, I won't do tight Terror Stop Spin or Triceratops Chester, Spin. You know, Chester and Hester's diorama or any of that. But um, you know what they really could have done is they they could have connected the Camp Mickey and the Dino Land through the Oasis, so you didn't have to walk all the way. You know, you get down in the dinosaur, you're in a dead end. Yep. You know, they they really needed to make that connect a little better. Um, I've never actually been over to where Festival of the Lion King is because Camp Mini Mickey is pretty much like all meet and greet, you know, character yeah. hug, hug fest, and I'm not hug into that. Fest. Okay, so that's in the morning. What's in the afternoon, evening? Uh, back to Disney Studio. And that's Mama Melrose, okay. Mama Melrose. And you're going, and you're going and to... It's, it's extra, extra hours. Fantastic, so okay. Get our more doses of... Uh, you know, the thrill rides over there. Okay, so next day then? The next day, which is, what, Tuesday? That is... Oh, Tuesday is our... we got to be at the Magic Kingdom at 7 in the morning for the... Train. Uh, the train, behind-the-scenes train tour, which, for anybody who's considering that, unlike most of the dinner reservations, which you don't have to guarantee with a credit card... You do have to guarantee, actually pay up front for this one, and that's probably to make sure you actually show up. Uh, so we're we're doing that. And that's at seven. That's a two or three hour tour, I think. All all of you, or just you, or uh, just me and Karen. Uh, kids aren't going to go to that one. Okay. Uh, one, they're not early risers necessarily, and you two, know, you have to be sixteen. You have to be sixteen to go in there. Actually, I think you do have to be sixteen on that one. And this one's going to be weird. It says there's you can. Bring your camera, video cameras, but not backstage area. So I'm, um, let's see what I can get away with with trying to just. I'm just kind of holding my camera in my hand. Oops, you know, yeah. <laughs> we'll, see <what laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, and the dining plan. Uh, for probably that a good day? thing not to wear my podcast shirt that day since I've just announced I'm going to try to take pictures. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, other oh that day is our offsite park. Other not listed. We are um, though I've written in here that we would have lunch at the land uh, we probably are not going to because we are driving to St. Augustine that day uh, so pretty much after we're done with the train tour the train thing get back to the room gather up the kitties go over to the rental car place we will then 
get on I-4 probably 10 or 11 and head up to St. Augustine, probably eat somewhere on the way or up at St. Augustine, and then we have a ghost tour um, in St. Augustine at night, and then we will have to drive back in the wee hours and the roads I don't know, but apparently well, it can be Highway 1 to Highway 4. If it's the top of the line, Cadillac, you might have some navigation aids in, inside the car. Yeah, there might be, but again, look at the map. Highway 4 to Highway 1. Okay, so as long as I can get them back on Highway 1 South to the 4 South, once you get close to the bubble, you know, there's a lot of signs. <laughs> so, okay. That's, that's that. So the following day, day 5, is the morning is Typhoon Lagoon. Dude, you still haven't been to Epcot yet. No, I haven't. Day 5, up. and you still haven't been to Epcot. Okay, Typhoon Lagoon in the morning. Take Remember, though, you know, if, if we, um, well, we're locked into some dinner reservations, yeah. but... You know, we, we can, you know, things are flexible. So. Right. Are you take like the, magi- the Magic Kingdom day, we could totally switch that because there's no food or anything going on that day. Uh, so you're going to Typhoon okay. Lagoon in the morning take surfing lessons? Uh, we're doing Typhoon Lagoon. I don't know if we'll do surfing lessons. It depends on my backfields and stuff, too, but maybe swim with the sharks. Um, now, Animal Kingdom is a night, an extra magic Dude. hour at night. Wait, wait, we got Epcot's in the morning. But that, oh, I know we're we've got on here that we're going to go back to Animal Kingdom, and this is the day we're probably going to meet up with Lou out there. Um, okay. I'm looking at what I got down here. We're doing the Hoopty Doo review at 9:30 that night. That's eating up two of my tables. Wow, so that's late. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, and we're doing the you know magic. The Animal Kingdom is. I want to see the Animal Kingdom at night under the lights. So that's one reason we're going back there. Our trip, we have a... Well, shoot, we'll be in there in December, so everything will be at night after 5. Yeah. Uh, so and then day 6, it is uh, Epcot all day, all night, and it's... What's funny is two days in a row... That can't be right. i got two days in a row that it's night hours at Animal Kingdom. That might be right. Early is Magic Kingdom, but we're not going to blow off that and spend the whole day at Epcot... And, you know, it's a good chance that our set day seven will all be all Epcot, too. Yeah, you're right. We haven't got much to Epcot, but we are eating two table service at Epcot. Uh, lunch at the Teppanyaki restaurant and uh, dinner at the uh, Rose and Crown at good 8 o'clock. Good choice. So yeah, you can sit there and dine while you watch Illuminations, Reflections yeah, of Earth. Yeah, well, definitely try to get an outside seating if possible. Uh, that was one of our highlights last year was being able to I mean dessert was coming as Reflections of Earth started it was awesome that's pretty cool I've actually haven't the last time I saw any fireworks show on the Epcot Waters was in 1986 I've actually (laughs) never stopped to see we're not big fireworks and show people but you know if we're going to be eating there and it's going to be right in front of you why not no, you know, the, the old lady dragged me to the Beauty and the Beast show and all that. Or not, yeah, Beauty and the Beast at Disney Studios. We definitely don't do parades. I know Lou's got a kind of a timeline. He wants to get in and see the parade at Animal Kingdom. I didn't even know they had a parade. At I didn't know that either. We're not parade to- folks either. I mean, if we if we stumble across one and we're you know, not trying to make some dinner reservation or something, we'll sit and watch it, but we don't make a point of... Yeah. See, so also look at that. You said you kind of mentioned Epcot. Oh, my God. It's like, I'm going to be back there in December, too, so... 
but the last day, day seven, you know, of course, we probably got to get to the bus by four o'clock, which just totally blows. But uh, we're day seven will probably be Epcot. Looking at this, where we've been to, you know, the, the thing that's cutting it out is, you know, the old lady wants to go to St. Augustine. And that's 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 taking a whole day where I'm not going to get into any yep. park at all. Well, you know, once okay, if the magic, let's see, if seven, do you, use, ten. do you have to use park admission to go on the train tour? Uh, yes, park admission is required. Oh, that's too bad. I'm pretty sure it's required. Well, it doesn't matter because oh, that's right. I it's, a, it's, it. a, it's a two dollar difference between six day and seven day, right? Something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's no big deal. Yeah, because that day is basically not in any Disney thing at all. Um, but you know, there's sometimes you know, I'm looking at the schedule that we might say, "Hey, screw, we've we've done enough here. Let's oh, pop over there this, for a while." This is an experiment to see how flexible you end up really being. You know, you have your little scupper mapped out, and you're gonna, you know, the high the the main points are is be at this park at this time because we have dinner or lunch, um, or we're gonna take advantage of an extra magic hour, so we want to be at that park first thing in the morning or be there late at night. And that's that's how you mapped out your plan, so it'll be nice. Yeah, because I can nice, see day one since we're eating at 7 p.m. at um, Disney Studio. Since Epcot is, you know, hop, skip, and a jump away, that maybe go to Epcot for a while and then come back for dinner. Because you know, really, uh, Disney Studio. Let's be honest. I mean, it's if it's a low attendance day. Half day park. I, I could, yeah. Know, even with all the little exhibits and shows, I could do that park easily in a half a day and feel fairly satisfied. And since I'm going back again, when we're going over there for Mama Rosa's, um, or Melrose, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's meant. called. Um, you know, it's not like I'm I'm losing some time because we're. It's what is it? Yeah, that's a night where there's extra hours, uh, so. And why are we see where? I mean, I, I'm at the well. You know, again, I could blow off the Animal Kingdom early. Why well, we you could go over and do the uh, early safari. We like to do the real early safari on that. Oh, the uh, animals are active, yeah. And the and the a- extra morning ride Everest, and then go over to you know I, I'm I'm flexible as long as I can get to my dinner times. Because I actually I just didn't really realize that. Yeah, we are short on Epcot. Uh, we spend a lot of time at Epcot. Last time, and I still haven't rode Soren there. Not that it's going to be any different, but I want to compare cues and sure. all that kind of stuff. And like I say, I like Soren's, a, in my opinion, an awesome ride. I, I love like Soren. We can ride Every it. Every time now. I ride it, I get a kick out of it. I think it's fun. So, so that is th- that is the plan. I mean, the only thing I'm locked into is the dinner reservations. Though I could blow some of those off, but and try to get a different table service. I don't want to try to squeeze in somewhere else if I don't have to. No. I, you know, like I said, it's... In a way, I look at this, I'm going back in December tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I don't probably plan on doing a whole lot of the, you know, mouse fest. I know we are talking to Jeff the other night and he's he, you know he'll do the dole whip thing as like you know uh, ice cream social i doubt it the lou mongello trivia thing i think we're going to tag along with yeah um, well i, I want to talk to lou and you know he's going to be at the the pod fest too but you're missing pod fest right correct yeah so 
Uh, I'll see him at that. I wouldn't mind talking to Deb from All Ears at one of her meets because I like the All Ears newsletter. And then I think the passporter person is going to be there too. I forgot what her Jennifer, name is. Jennifer, Dave, Dave, um, and Jennifer. Yeah. Because I, you know, I love this thing, and I, I you know, I, I'm always promoing it. I'm not getting any kickbacks. So I might as well say, hey, I like it to them. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do like it. Well, I know, I, I know, I can contribute at least two or three sales of this hey, uh, directly. So the 2007 version will be out before we leave <laughs> in December. <laughs> uh, I bought the 2006 for no good reason. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you did. It was the first color version. Yeah, well, you know, I could have waited. I could have waited, you know, six, yeah, seven more months and got. I think you thought you might do differently, but I, you know, I think I went and paid like a dumb idiot. I, I think I forgot because I had registered. I could get a discount on the. No, I. No, oh, they I send you a link. That's how I did. They send you I an email. I think I bought the yeah, yeah the insert because all I have the yeah. leather bound yeah. one. Same I here. All I did is by the. Uh, the insert, but Brad should have his by now over at Oak Fan, and uh, he should be planning away. Brad's Brad's all over the feet; can't decide what he's doing. One minute, ah, I think I'll go Pop Century. Next minute, he's back at Coronado. He hasn't. Jeff's scaring the crap out of him with, you know, that last post about kids. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. But Earl Pop Warner, Earl went on there and, you know, kind of toned it down. I chastised I, him a I, little bit. I think you guys should all stay at the same place. I think that's a Brad's well, yeah, go ahead and spend our money, Mike. I appreciate that. You're staying at the Pop Century. How am I oh, spending? we are, yeah. No, no, if, no, but Jeff is staying at... Um, oh, he's staying at Coronado, Coronado. Springs, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I wouldn't mind trying Coronado. It's mo- probably my least favorite of the architecture, though I think the pool area with the pyramid's kind of cool. Um, least favorite of the architecture. But then, again, uh, Caribbean beach architecture is nothing to get... Excited really, about. Yeah. Holy, yeah, holy excited about. And probably the only one that's semi-exciting, and it's not all that exciting, is where you're staying because the French Quarter part, big deal. I see that at Disneyland. Uh, yeah, but the all other the side, time. the other side's pretty cool. Their their yeah, the, their concept where they have the yeah the nice the, the nice mansions that slowly dilapidate no, down to. That's cool, but the, the rooms are kind of they're uh, all the same sissy like. No, they're they're um no the room decorations are different. Oh, um, the trimmings in the room. It's more of a. I don't know, sissy like. Ours are made out of logs. Our beds are made out of oh, logs. Oh, okay. Maybe no. Maybe I have that backwards then. Yeah, one side is their logs, and they're like the patterns are all pretty, you know, <laughs> and all of that. Uh, so. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if we should. Uh, uh, I don't want to say appeal, but uh, ask or what's a good term? I. I I don't want to beg for show ideas either. <laughs> I just yeah. Let's let's talk about someone who ran out of show ideas, right? And uh, who's did that? Did you see that? Did you see that thread? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. I, okay. I just you know there's there's got to be. I mean, send us email, folks. Tell us. Well, tell we, us things you want to hear. Been acceptance of what people want to hear. I would think mm-hmm. we managed to come up with a whole lot of nothing to talk about, anyways. Yeah, That's what but our show's kind of about, but. I know we just haven't got much feedback lately, and I'm just you know, this is I'm trying well, to okay. do yeah, I mean, a roundabout way of you know telling people, come on, write us, we don't bite, you know, write voicemail, leave iTunes reviews, good ones only. I don't. Hey, want we've that got either. three more since the last time we asked. Oh, good. Anything good? I can't tell which ones are the recent ones. So, <laughs> but the two one stars and the one two stars, you know, that's still there. So 
It's all all good ones. Well, I, I go I go in there and I you know it says did you find these useful? No, no, <laughs> no. Yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. Okay. I don't know if that really does anything, but you know, it makes me feel good. So yeah, because um, you know some people will be interested in hearing how you plan your trip and what you're going to do, but some people are going, I don't care about Walt Disney World. They've never been there. They don't plan on going. I don't know. So yeah. So what was that other thread about? The guy trying to find a Disney World website, and you know, I gotta say that I, you know, I searched around for some info when I thought I was going to go to Disney World too, and. Yeah. Uh, you're talking you know, about the really guy you're talking about yes, the guys looking yes. for the podcast that yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know you really gotta go to the official website and even that that's more like, you know, plugging the different rides. That's freaking marketware. It's just brochures. Well exactly. But it's, you know, if you could go to WDW today, uh, those guys are pretty good. Yes, yes they are. So it's not really a planning show. I mean they talk about Disney, they rate the rides, they uh, there are, you know, they got topics all over the place, but it's not. I don't know if there's really a podcast that I would say is a, you know, something there to help you plan. Like, you know, if Passporter did uh, a podcast and you know, just went through their book over a period of a year and picked out different chapters and talked about it, I think that would be a pretty darn good podcast. But it's a very unique market of people who'd want to hear that stuff. I, I think for that kind of guy. Go get a you know go to Barnes and Nobles and buy one of the guidebooks and you know call it a day. I mean you could go get Brian McDaniel's Disney World. What was that thing called? I told him I'd promote this thing. Uh, Disney World the Re- Full Report 2006. I <laughs> talked about this on my other show a little bit. I told him I wouldn't really give it a good you know or a good re- a re- good once over until I'd actually read it. But he's got a lot of info in here. He's you know I get this this I I don't. I think I ended up reading this on my other show that's now part oh, of the so VPN. why don't you do it on this one? Yeah, let's do that because, you know, <laughs> I'm not really sure if you sent it to Measuring It My Way, which is the other podcast, or MiceCast. Yeah, I'm not sure which one he sent it to, but it did come to my editors. Um, get this. I like this one because I like the way he writes it. You know, he says it's for A-type personalities. This is funny. Um, okay, updated. Lights, motors, action, extreme stunt show. Now, I'll go past it. You know, this show features blah, 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 blah. From a beer-drinking, tobacco-chewing guy's perspective, this is the only show that you are allowed to say you enjoy. Did I say enjoy? I meant to say this show kicks ass. <laughs> For a visual of the stunt show, picture the Born Identities chase seen through the city streets. Or Identities chase seen through the city streets. And that's how he describes this um, show. So, I mean, this wouldn't be your soccer mom guidebook. And it's got a sense of humor, and that's the way he writes. He also covers Universal and Tampa's um, Bush Gardens. Um, you know, he's, he, basically he wrote it because, let's see, I think it said something about, you know, he, he had, uh, after years of planning vacations to Orlando for relatives and friends, Brian realized the information he gave was appreciated and, more importantly, worked. So he decided to um, pass it on, uh, and he, you know, had inspirations because this guy somehow I think if I remember right he's uh, affiliated with the WWE or used to be or something he's pretty man the guy's neck is looks like about as thick as my leg I mean the guy, guy looks like he's in pretty darn good shape by his picture um, but anyways that's you know that's how you can uh, <laughs> here we'll we'll take one of lose one of lose favorite rides uh, I think he even did a show on this ride. 
that? Dumbo the Flying oh, okay. Elephant, 1971. <laughs> After trashing every ride in Fantasyland, it's boring, <laughs> it's scary, it's too long of a wait. I come to one ride that is no different, yet I enjoy riding this ride. It takes a flying elephant for me to realize what makes the lame rides in Fantasyland special. The childhood memories attached to a certain Disney character movie is what makes the rides in Fantasyland special, not the rides themselves. To me, the emotional attachment ride is Dumbo. For some, it is Winnie the Pooh, others is Peter Pan. It took countless trips to the park for me to realize why I had an attraction for this one ride. So, you know, it's this kind of stuff that makes it funny because you're like, this guy's a smart ass. Yeah, that's great. And it's, and it's, it's funny. So, What's the name now, of the book again? It is called Disney World, The Full Report, 2006, by Brian McDaniel. It's by Avatine Press. It's 16.95 list, so I'm sure Barnes and & Nobles and those type of places, if they carry and, it, And he sent this to you? He sent it to me. Yes, he did. Um, now, I, you know, he's... Okay, let's read a tip. Because here's the thing. When I go through these, like, the Passporter, which I love, I, I sort of, sort of not pay attention to the tips because... You know, some of the tips are esoteric. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to the park. I'm not going this roundabout way to do things and all that. But, And I know where I'm buying my tickets. And, you know, so I don't get into all these tips. But let's see. What is this tip for? Mickey's Philomagic Orchestra. Phil R. Magic. Phil R. Magic. Who made that up? Um, tip. This is a popular attraction and not to be missed. I'll agree with him there. Especially for young Disney fans. Be warned. It can get loud, which may bother toddlers, preschoolers. Tip. The middle of the row is prime territory for this and any 3D attraction. I'd almost like to say, duh. Yeah. But, you know, but some people may not get that because, you know, they're stupid. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, anyways, let's see what Pirates of the Caribbean says. Always do Pirates later in the afternoon after dinner. If you wait it out, you will not have... You will not have to wait in line. Of course, now that I've said that, you will go there and it will be a 60-minute wait. <laughs> I have never seen the Pirates of the Caribbean, or I'm sorry, Pirates Light, ever be more than, say, walk-on. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Even back in 86, I don't think I stood maybe more than 10 minutes. Um, Pirates serves as a great way to get a break from the sun. Oh, yeah, and the ride isn't half bad itself. Pirates of the Caribbean is a swashbuckling fantasy adventure about a band of pirates looting a town of gold and treasure. Sans Donny Jeff. Donny Depp, sorry. Donny Depp, whatever. Who gives a... Um, I mean, so I, I mean, I like this. It's uh, it's funny. It's different. Like I say, it's... it's You know, he describes it in the back. He said, the book is written in such a way that A-type personalities will get their structured information. Um, information. Allowing for their vacation to stay organized and scheduled. It is written in such a manner that travelers who tend to take their vacations a little bit more relaxed will also enjoy it. Unlike the theme park guidebooks, Disney World, the full throttle, re- or the full throttle, what am I doing? The full report 2006 is written in, with a sense of humor and hopes of lightening up the typical travel book, i.e. boring. The full report informs you without bogging you down with the complicated structured Turing strategies that make you feel as though you are studying for a college ex- interest exam instead of going on vacation. Which is true. I mean, some of them are just, like I say, esoteric in so, some ways. So have you read this book, Top to Bottom, yet? No, Top to Bottom, no. I haven't read Passport or Top to Bottom, which is my favorite one. Birnbaum's maybe 1986 guide or 82 guide, 
top to bottom. The newer Burn Bombs, which I gave up on now since I've got Passporter, no. Now, here's my one disappointment with this book. No pictures. Oh. <laughs> kind of equated to, like, Playboy. I don't read the articles. I, don't want the, I mean, I read the articles. I don't look at the pictures. Um, <laughs> you said it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> but I like to see pictures of what I'm going to see. Now, you know... Passporter doesn't have a lot of pictures, but they have some key pictures of information you'd like to see. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably because not a lot of cooperation from Disney on this travel book yeah. is my guess. Um, so, so, but I, I would recommend it if you're the type of person that would enjoy this kind of look at the park. I mean, he's going to tell you when you know hated it, loved <laughs> it, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like I say, he goes into let's see, I just saw green, green eggs and ham, so that must be in. Universal. Uh, Earthquake, the big one. Universal Express attraction. After Jaws, it's time to head to Earthquake, the big one. This Uh. attraction offers a behind-the-scenes movie about making the classic 70s movie epic epic Earthquake. Classic, epic, who cares? Earthquake is narrated by that gun-toting Fourth Amendment supporter, Charlton Heston. After the movie presentation, you board a doomed subway train that gets caught in an 8.3 Earthquake. Boring. Now, Earl can tell us if he, he agrees with that mm. one. But, you know, anyways, this is how this this whole book goes on and on and tells you, what is this section? Character location. So he's going to tell you where the characters are. I give a crap, you know. All right. So now, show. so now, speaking of books, have you have you read Lost in the Mist of Time from top to bottom yet? I have completed the first chapter. <laughs> <laughs> which is like two pages. <laughs> uh... No, I have not finished my wife's book, Lost in the Mist of Time, which is available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, uh, a few of the other ones, Borders, blah, blah, blah. I ordered it the other night. Well, good for you. It's about freaking time. <laughs> now, did you order it through Barnes & Noble? Nope. Where'd you order it from? Don't say Publish America. Why? Uh, they tend they have tended to be a little slower delivering than... It's okay. They're uh, the cheapest. The oh, okay. are they really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Actually, we probably are the cheapest, but we want you to buy through the the store so it looks like there's some sales going on because we bought 50 copies um, you know, ourselves yeah, that we no. got dirt cheap, but you know we we, we no, no, I, see some sales revenue going. It was um, with the book and shipping was cheaper than uh, or the same price as Barnes Noble before shipping. Really, yep. I was telling Karen you because Lou Mangello sent me. You know, volume two of the Walt Disney World trivia book, which I really appreciated and yeah. totally caught me off guard that he sent me this. Are you going to share these books by any chance? With who? With with your other with the host of that do you know? I am share. Am I not reading to you? No, no I, d- <laughs> I don't want to be your milk and cookies. I don't want to be read to dummy. I want to freaking read it. You know. Well, we were talking. We were talking about getting her, you know, one of her next books published because she's written like five or six of them. And we're so let's try a different publisher. Publisher America, they're okay, but you know, let's try to get a more mainstream publisher. And I was telling her, or she was telling me that one of the publishers was asking how you're going to help promote your book. You know, what's your strategy? What's your plan? I said, well, we can write one of those. I, you know, we can, you know, say we're going to do this. You know, southern. America tour, try to set up stuff with the local papers or the local, you know, talk shows. See, if, you know, 
it may not work, but you try to get your plan together of what you'll do and send out advanced copies of the book to you know these places. Uh, Lou didn't contact me directly, but uh, Intrepid Traveler, I believe, was who contacted me. And in the inside cover of Lou's book, there is a a uh, sticker that says review, uh, review slip. And it tells you, you know, the name of the book, the, uh, the author, how many pages, the size of the book, the ISBN number, which is, you know, gold for any published or uh, book, uh, you know, trade paper original, publication date, all kinds of information where it was published. Please send copies of any reviewer mentioned to Intrepid Traveler, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, because I'm sure they're ready to put on version 3, that MiceCast, the podcast, uh, talked about. I'm sure that'll be on the back of uh, volume number three. <laughs> Since our audience is, you know, it's four so or five people. Well, you know, they laughing places on here. You know, Jim Hill's on here. Uh, Mike Scopa, staff writer for Mouse Planet, uh, and it said nothing about Scopa Tower. So I think that was pretty good. Hmm. Uh, but the Book Watch, uh, MickeyNews.com, uh, all kinds of people have reviews, and I like his book. I mean, some of the trivia I knew, some of it I didn't. Some of it I'm like, okay. Uh, but, you know, I like this kind of stuff. The trivia is fun. Um, yes, it it's is. It's got that fresh, uh, that fresh new smell of a book, you know, that's just been cracked open. Okay, now almost intoxicated. Now you're being a jackass. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it is. It, it's a great... It's oh, like, okay, because, oh, you know, you, yeah. you're not sharing, you know. It's like fresh cut me. wood, you know. You go to Home Depot oh, and cut gosh. some wood, you're like... <sighs> All right. Fine. Like a new leather car or something. That's new leather say. car. <laughs> I like to see a car made out of leather. You know, those I mean, are called the leather cows. seats and stuff. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right. So we've talked about your show. We've plugged the spouse's yeah, book. We've even plugged your freaking podcast yet again. Okay. Now, on my podcast, since I'm now a member of the DP and that's imaginarymyway.com and podcast. I actually played a promo for one of the fellow DPN members. When's the last time we actually played a promo for another DPN show? Uh, we play the full DPN promo at the end of every the, the, show. The, the, the individual promo to promote an individual show. No, because remember when we used to do that? We used to promote everybody's, and we got some you know, feedback no, saying, please don't do that. I didn't say do every that. time, but you know, occasionally it well, would be nice. You know? There was nothing, you know, at that time there was nothing good, so it was... I mean, I felt, I, I could have been a little self-serving on this live podcast and played the new MiceCast promo, which is much better than the stupid retarded one we <laughs> uh, uh, did the first time, <laughs> but I thought... No, that would be a little too self-serving since I'm, you know, part of that sure. podcast. So I, I played a zippity doo pod one. I figured, I figured if I played Jeff's, it'd be like kissing his ass. Yep. So that wouldn't look good, also. So I had zippity doo pods, and I thought I'd play that. I had actually contacted Lou. I couldn't find one for their show, and I had let's see, I had Aaron's, I had Wendell to the Magic, I had ours. I had the full DPN, and I think I had the meandering mouse one. So I choose, chose to do errands first, and then I'll, you know, I'll you cycle know, through all the You know, rest part of the one. problem is trying to keep track of which one. So I just play the full DPN, Brian Summer, the whole thing, not chopped up like some of the other guys do. And that's just, you know, the way it's got to be. Yeah, well, since, you know, you haven't actually listened to Imaginary My Way show number nine... Uh, Ventureland. I figure I needed to tell you about it a little okay. bit since you haven't listened. So. Well, how about how about a, since it's now it's an MP3 format, I can actually hear it on my device. Well, you know, for all you people, you, you know, 
the troglodytes or whatever you want to call yourselves that don't have, you know, iTunes on their computer and listen to their government hack jobs and you have nothing better to do. You know, you know, it's funny is that you probably spend more time at your desk than I do. I might. You, you can listen to a podcast all day long. You could Skype with somebody at work. <laughs> I do I, not Skype while I'm at work. Well, how dare you say that? I can't Skype at work, and I don't, you know, if, if I sit at my desk for more than an hour at a time, I'm, you know, it's a rare day. It's usually my Fridays. But, you know, that Well, you know, you, you can convert my MP4 enhanced podcast to an MP3 yeah. by the magic too much work. of iTunes. It's too much called work. convert to MP3. It takes like one click. Too much probably work. make a shortcut key for it and make it easier for you. Anyway. Anyways, I've got to figure out a way to do two feeds, one enhanced, one MP3 for the people who want the MP3s. I know there are other devices besides an iPod, so That's I don't good. use an iPod. My, my daughter's got one, but I prefer something I can actually change a battery on and if it goes out rather than having to send it back to the manufacturer. But uh, All right, well then let's, uh, let's wrap it up then. Cause yeah, because I probably got to do some more packing, packing or planning for my trip. No, I, my my suitcase is packed, ready to go. Now it's the wife and the kids and all my cameras. See, all my cameras are packed. I'm charging some batteries. I think I got eight batteries for my digital camera. They're all charged. Two for the the uh, new video camera. One of them's charged. One of them's charging. Um, bunch. I've got a shitload of AA batteries in the suitcase because gosh, you know, flashes and MP3 players and. Yeah. All that crap is is done. So, yeah, yeah, it's like I'm not sure. You know, I might get tired of you know being careful with the MP3 hanging around the neck and out of the ears, and have the camera on the shoulder, and say screw it, I'll do all that in December since I'm going back. Oh, yeah, we might want to tell the folks though that this there's a chance this will be the last show before you come back. I mean, there might not be another one for a week. That over yeah. a week. Yeah, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna attempt to do if all works out well is to sit on the balcony of my plush room at Grand Floridian. You can bring your know. headset. I, I yeah I okay. Here's the plan. Yes, <laughs> whether, or not it, whether or not it gets packed, that may be something else. And that's the thing. I need to spend the day making sure the new Mac Pro has, laptop has Skype on it. Well, has Skype has. Uh, my web editing software, because I wanted to post pictures, you know, maybe a couple pictures a day when I get back to the room. Uh, I want to be able to check in on DPN. And I thought about calling in a show. Yeah, calling you, that would calling be cool. you up on Skype. At least a, maybe a quick short one, you know, not... not uh, yeah, no, it doesn't have yeah. to be long. Hey, here's what we've done today. Yeah, maybe, like, did I stay on my, uh, my and, scupper and plan or yeah. did I vary off? Hey, I didn't tell you, my uh, ex-imagineering friend has agreed to come on my show... <sighs> I'd rather have him on this one. Well, we might be able to get him to do both, or I'll record enough that maybe we can take an excerpt. We can do one of those things. And so, let's see, we got to give him the name, because I don't want to call him by his real name. Sure. Um, let's call him... Well, let him, add, let him make up well, a Well, no, I'm name. just thinking, for, for right now, for this this little oh, okay. fun, fun exercise we're going to go through. Um, let's call him Ted. Okay. Um, so, Ted... Because, you know, I'm going to record a bunch of audio. So, Ted, what do you think about uh, under new management? And, of course, I've already asked him that when I recorded it, but I didn't put it on my show. And then you can, you, when he I says it, it's full of shit, you can go, ha, ha, 
Yeah, that's great, and we just cut it in, you see. Ah, uh, yeah, like like, <laughs> like a real radio show. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like, you know, what was uh, what was that the movie where they the guy faked the t- tear crying? He was interviewing somebody, but they only took one camera. So what what the the girl, I think it was Michelle Pfeiffer, was it Michelle Pfeiffer? She figured out that the guy was faking it because they had to do a, a cutaway, refilm him from a different angle. It wasn't like they took two cameras out to film each other while he's interviewing. And it's oh. like, oh, you, you, you bastard journalist. You're not even... That wasn't real. You know, you oh. worked it up. Uh, it's like, no, well, I don't, know, it's pretty I don't know what movie that is. I don't know. I can't remember. Somebody... Ernest will probably tell us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm bagging on yeah. Ernest tonight. Oh, well, uh, you know. He has a reputation. Yes, he does. It precedes him. But that's all right. Lawyers, you know, or soon to be lawyers. And, hey, look at this. I My... Uh, I've been scanning the old slides. I, unfortunately, I've got some slides that are not time-stamped or date-stamped, but it is Wally Bogue and the other... Uh, this is online. No, 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 no. I haven't got it online yet. I just got done scanning this. It's got the the chick, which I can't remember her name, and the Golden Horseshoe, and then Wally Bogue is doing his act, and then the Irish tenors out there, too. It says... Pepsi Cola on the sign behind. So you know this is this is dated. This is this is definitely uh, older. I don't know where I got these processors. Usually I was like uh, you know Kodak only type processor for my slides. But I, I found a bunch of them that you know must have been an Ektachrome set, not the Kodachrome set, because no one else but Kodak would develop the Kodachrome, and they they don't. That's what I like about Kodak. I can go back and. Because I didn't mark anything on these slides, they say what month and year they were processed. Yeah, yeah. And usually, I did not wait months and months and months to process my film, so they're fairly close and accurate on the the month and year. Um, so I found an old picture of the pirates before the bridge. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be that would be fun oh, to look at. That looked different. Well, you know what I didn't remember is you know the little what's the little uh, place where you can get the bread bowls right next to pirates? I forget the oh, place. Oh, forget, forget the name of the place too. Um, but it used to have a um, like a guardrail around a portion of it. Huh. You know, where now it's just all open. Uh, so that, yeah, that it looks really different without the bridge in front of it. I'd kind of forgotten, you know, no, because there was no gallery at the time, so there's no stairs going up sure. to the top. So yeah, it's quite a bit different. Uh, so yeah, I, I just you know I got 140 slides in this tray, and there's about five more trays of slides I got to go through. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I was pretty jazzed when I came across these from the Golden Horseshoe. I've got a bunch of America Sings ones. Wally Bogue was so damn funny. Like, that guy could just stand there and make me laugh. It got, it was, I, I never saw, I don't think I ever saw the Diamond Horseshoe review. I don't, you know, maybe someone out there can tell us if they... I never saw that. You know, had a Wally Bogue impersonator, and they just, they did the same show, just, you know, not with the original You know, Wally, Wally Bogue's the voice of Jose, right? In the yes. Okay. Yes. Thanks for the history right. lesson. Come on, let's uh, let's wrap this up, because you got <laughs> work to do, and, and we're just... We're babbling at this point. Make it better, yeah. Now do, that's, doing the yeah. Lou and Bob thing. Well, they, well, well you're doing the Bob thing. Lou's... Who's usually got his crap together? It's that Bob, that sidekick that uh, <laughs> needs to get his act together. Okay. What's he got? Like two posts on the DPN now? I think he's. <laughs> 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 all right, we're calling him out. He's supposed to come on our show too. Oh uh, yeah, he's supposed to give us all the skinny on Lou. I, I want to know what this Loogie Hawk and Lou's all about. Yeah, you that's know? funny. Road rage, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, All right, Danzy, man. Uh, that we should. Uh, Mr. Mark should make a new avatar for him. Show him like hawking a loogie on a car or something. <laughs> <laughs> he digs down deep. <laughs> hey, remember that band in Fantasyland that used to dress up like the Mary Poppins band with the big buttons all over there? No. Their costume. You don't remember them? No. I got a picture of him right here in front of Fantasy Gift Fair. Hey, you know, that doesn't mean no Fantasy good. I'm Land. glad you're looking at your pictures on your own dang computer while we're trying to freaking wrap up a show. Yeah, I'm, I'm why, enjoying it. Why don't you just say goodnight and then you go... F- Go have a basically, good time. Basically, because you haven't said goodnight yet. I'll oh, I have to go yeah. first? <laughs> okay, fine. Well, we do have structure to the show. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a beginning and an end. That's our structure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we managed. <laughs> how, how long did we go tonight? We're at one hour, 27 minutes. Uh, that's that's perfect for all nothing. these government hats. Okay. And, uh, sit and listen all day. <laughs> okay, then. Well, then, <laughs> I'll go first. <laughs> I'll say goodnight. Goodnight. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family, hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners.